a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics. As you may know, I eagerly started this podcast before it occurred to me to invite my beloved Leela into the fold. Oh, I forgive you. This episode was recorded long, long ago. And because of that, it may be in a format you're not familiar with. And it sadly does not even feature Leela, not even at all. So thanks for giving us room to be flexible while we get this show on the road. And you can look forward to things leveling out soon. This episode is still excellent and really fun. So enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. We will start, as always, with a reading of the work. The Rift Balance by Zach Ertis. The hot, piercing summer sun shimmered over the horizon, dangling dangerously close to the edge. Evening was falling, and in the midst of the purples, oranges, cadmium, and crimsons, there was a clatter. And then another, and another. Hard, passionate blows echoed into the backdrop of this sleepy setting as two friends exchanged strikes with furious accuracy. Sweat beaded on John's brow and trailed down his cheek. In his hand, he grasped the branch of a tree, shaved down with a knife. The splinters along the side were slightly ridged, but for the most part, smoothed down. Clumsily wrapped duct tape shrouded the handle with its silvery sheen. John was 16. He was about 6'2 and had long, average-toned legs stretching up from from his torso to the ground, which is how legs work. His build was slim, but not starved, and his muscles were toned slightly, as if he tried best he could to stay in shape. His scruffy, short brown hair hung free, loosely draped across his scalp. His bangs extended down to his large, permanent, uh, pro- permanent, prominent <laughs> eyebrows. They, they didn't come off. Below them were his eyes. John's eyes were a blazing shade of azure with streaks and bolts of white aquamarine. He had loosely fitted jeans ripped and torn at the edges. His t-shirt was smeared with dirt, as were his long arms and distinctly large palms. I don't know why they're so distinct. Uh, we'll skip down to the next passage. They fight in the park for a bit, and then um, a, a group of guys kind of gangs up on him to take him down before the end of summer. Mm-hmm. The fourth reached them and added his set of blows. They surrounded him with striking force, er, and the striking force was overwhelming. He took a hard strike to the back, and the pain of the assault shot through him as he crouched on all fours. He winced in preparation for the final blow. It never came. He glanced up, shocked at what he saw. A pretty girl. He digested it. A new fighter had entered the arena. Instead of one branch, this person used two smooth wooden swords that were half the size. John knew them only as twin blades. She was beautiful. About five six. She was slim and fast. Her slender torso seemed to flow as if there was not a single sharp angle or eyesore on her body. She had long, mirror-like soft brown hair. It was glazed, and uh, and colors seemed to reflect off of it as she dashed and dived. Her build was slim and curved, as she seemed to be quite in shape and strong. (laughs) I need more drink. 
You're doing great. She wore faded blue jeans and a soft blue fit, uh, blue tight-fitting t-shirt, only accenting her waist. And here we go. Breasts. Shock. Them, them things. John snapped out of, out of fantasy land with a stark realization. He dove into battle along her side and blocked uh, blocked a strike that would have landed her that would have landed her in the face. Great. No notes. No fair, Stephen shouted. You can't just jump in. And then uh, I'll just read this little explanation, this little description here, and that will be the end of the. So she touches her forehead to John's forehead, and they have this weird, like, like Star Trek, like mind meld moment. Okay. And then they're uh, he's walking home later, and he's uh, in a dark alley because that's where all kids walk home from the park. Yeah. Uh, and he encounters a creature in the shadows. Okay. Its arm connected at a low shoulder. The torso was thin and long, curved at strange angles at an exaggerated bend. The legs, nearly twice as long and three times as thick, were by far its most dangerous feature. They resembled those of a frog, long, bulky thigh, or long, bulky thigh muscles bent back to skinnier lower legs. Its feet were long, its haunches at least six inches off the ground. The only things touching the ground were its clawed toes, toes, towels, digging into the ground. Cracks sprouting around its feet. It rose up to its normal hunched position and let out a horrible shriek. John heard it not in his ears, but in his mind. His forehead exploded into a terrible headache. He clutched his head and curled into a fetal position. The pain was unbearable. He squinted, staring up into the creature's face. The dead yellow eyes were devoid of pupils and illuminated its snout and fangs. The creature slowly crept forward, a laborious effort, seeing as it seemed to be created for speed. What the hell is that thing? Is written without any quotes or anything. That's So that's that's it. That's the end. of. So the way that the chapter ends is she shows up, she kicks the monster's ass, and uh, literally her last words uh, of, the, of the chapter are... My name is Azura Tiestra, and I believe I have some explaining to do. I.e., the next chapter is going to be a lore dump, folks. <laughs> hey now, you're a rock star. You made it to Burn Before Reading. I'm your host, Christina Khan, in real life and on socials, and I am here to hold your hand and look with you into the cringy past of who you were when you wrote that sci-fi novel on Fiction Press. <laughs> <laughs> Here to bear themselves onto you is my beloved guest, Zach from My Cabbages. Say hello to the listeners, Zach. Hi to the listeners, Zach. You probably know him. Yeah, I've, I've been around. I've been on other Christina projects before. Yeah, you may or may not have heard from his partner in pod and in life, Alex. Zach, in case the people don't know, the briefest of descriptions of your show, if you would. We do a show called My Cabbages. It's about Avatar The Last Airbender. By the time this episode airs, who knows? It might be about Legend of Korra because we're circling the drain. Uh, We go episode by episode. (laughs) We have guests on. We talk about the show. We go scene by scene sometimes. We like make bits and we talk about poop and fart jokes and... Mm-hmm, classic. Whenever there's any adult on screen for any reason, some sex or dick joke is going to be made about them. We obviously <laughs> steer clear of the child characters of the of the television series, but you know we have we have some like 
18 plus fun and uh, relatively speaking, like just have a wholesome good time and talk about our favorite show like ever. I think I said briefly. Do yeah, you remember right. that? Well, did I say that out loud or did cut I around? Shame it? Cut around. I, I was as brief as you want me to be, Tina. <laughs> Zach, what is your writing history? Like what? Contextualize this piece in the library of your life. Um, I've always been like a, a sort of creative kid. I've always been interested in telling stories and like uh, creating narratives, whether that's a, in a visual medium or uh, written. They're often things that are hand in hand. Um, I'm a visual artist by trade. I do uh, comics and cartoons and animation and all kinds of stuff. And I guess all that started with me having like like zany ideas for wanting to write my own uh, novels and books and things. I, of course, like every kid does, you know, you, you don't start with, Oh, a short three page story that I'm going to write and revise and get in front of a bunch of eyes and then change and rewrite. (laughs) No, I'm going to write a novel first out of the gate. It's going to be my magnum opus. (laughs) And everyone is going to realize how brilliant I am because I've written so many books since my first book (laughs) because I read Pendragon as a kid and thought it was kind of neat. Wait, the DJ Hale series. Yeah, the DJ. Hale. Oh, my God. Wait, Zach, 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 we have to talk about this on the side because I fucking love those that series so fucking much. And I've never met anyone who read them. (laughs) I read all of those books. They were so cool. They were really neat. It's so funny. I I met so the they made one of them into a graphic novel and the graphic novelist they pegged to do it is this very talented woman named Carla Speed McNeil who writes sci-fi uh, graphic novels. And I've met her over the years several times at comic conventions. I think she's That's been cool. she's been to Micah a few times like while I was there as a student. Like to the point where like I would see her at a table at a con and she'd go, "Oh, it's you." Like she'd recognize me. And oh my god! I would talk to her about. I, I mentioned one time, like, oh, what was it like to work with DJ DJ Mikhail for the for the books? And she goes, she like kind of looks around and she goes, "You don't think those are good books, do you?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, she doesn't like them." I get it. Working in the book world, I, I totally get it. get it. I totally get it. <laughs> that being I was said, like, when I was 12, those books were everything to me. <laughs> I was like, I have so much respect for your candidates right now. Like, <laughs> I like you even more. More transparency, respectful transparency yeah. all the time. <laughs> cool. Well, do you consider yourself to be a writer now? Like, do you practice it at all? Um, Like, I feel more like an artist who writes out of necessity than a writer like stock and barrel by trade because mm-hmm. like i i really want to eventually write a comic that i've been working on for a while you know the bones of this thing mm-hmm. oh yeah uh and oh my god it's so good i just remembered everything <laughs> and so like i want to tell that story as visually as possible but obviously i need to write it too or i need to hire someone so like someone somewhere in me has always kind of been interested in writing and I do it off and on. I kind of, it goes through phases for me. It's like my brother Jake will go through like phases where he'll get really good at something and then abandon it two weeks later. Like he'll get really good at fucking like juggling and then he just like won't touch it for nine months. And like writing, it's like sometimes I really want to write and other times it's like I want to do anything else. (laughs) My husband is ADHD too. I get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel you. We should talk more about your comic book because, like, I know people who write. You know what I mean? Mm. Give us some more background context for this piece. Like, first of all, what year was this? How old were you? This was... It's so hard to remember. I was probably 17 years old. Okay, like, that's late solid. teens. Late teens. That's when I wrote my first book also. Uh, and I think it was partially, like, I had read... I recently read, like, Aragon, which, like, when mm. you're a kid, is, like, a really exciting book. And then you learn yeah. that the kid who wrote it, it was 15, and you're like... Oh, yeah. I can write a book if this kid can! For me, it was um, Veronica Roth, who wrote the Divergent book series, which as it was coming out, was meaningful to me. But as the trilogy was ended, it became less meaningful. Um, And she got published when she was, I want to say, 19. That's just like a 12-year-old memory, so could Mm. be wrong. But she was very young, and I was like, I'm going to be that bitch. Here I am, 32, making it happen (laughs) one way or another. You just had to buy the publishing studio. (laughs) (laughs) I do things myself, you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so like what... What what kind of things were you doing at this time in your life? Um, I was watching a lot of like sci-fi and anime and So like, you haven't changed a bit. I mean, like very <laughs> little. Very little. Uh the the thing about this is like I think the main sources of inspiration were like Aragon being like, Oh, I'm not too young to start writing. I may as well just write this. It actually wasn't my first attempt. My first attempt is even worse. And I don't think any remnant of that exists on this planet. But if it does, I will find it. The other inspiration was probably Pendragon. It was like, oh, all oh, these yeah. different worlds where there's one adventurer from each world. and Representative. They, they all, yeah, exactly. It's like very like Doctor Who-y. Mm. It's like, let's go gather the gang. It's literally like. Oh, my know, God. It's like Breakfast Club in space. It's 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 enter the spider verse. It's just like mm-hmm. everybody gets a different weapon in in this this is the way this this is the way my story works is like everybody gets a different weapon and they that's the weapon that lets them like jump between dimensions and there's a there's a war going on for all the dimensions. I was like how can I get more high stakes than earth? All the and all the dimensions, all of the earths <laughs> everywhere. So, are you saying are you saying that is what is at stake in this piece? Yes. Or, or are you describing Pendragon? No, so? this, this, <laughs> that's what happens in this piece. This, this, this piece. Wow. Did you finish this piece? Yes, I did finish this. Uh, the earlier draft of it, which was in a fucking ringed notebook, that this is like. 15 or 16 chapters of what I had rewritten that I thought was like, oh my God, I've learned so much since the last draft of this. Like, I am going to kick this draft's ass. This is going to be the last one. <laughs> Off to the presses, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. I'm intimately familiar. So can you just tell me the main character of this one? Was it John? Was it Azura? Was it the other one? It was John. Okay. He's I see the kid. He, let me fighting. let's talk about John. Stop. Let's talk about John. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe how much John's seven line long description <laughs> <laughs> just describes the most normal of white dudes. Yeah, it's just slightly like slightly tall. <laughs> 
If I typed into chat GPT, give me a description of the most average white dude. Of on a du- Earth. Just say a dude. Show me a dude. Show me a dude. This is what it would read out. He was about six two. I'm. I, we're doing this, and had long, average toned muscles. At, so average. Oh, right out the bat, they're he was right around out the gate, medium they're average. Height, and he... wait, no, no, <laughs> stretching from his torso to the <laughs> ground. What on earth do you think legs could be that I'm imagining this? like I'm imagining that that like you know almost like Tina esque from Bob's Burgers like as the description is happening like the features are appearing on on him and then like when you get to that description like <laughs> the legs the the feet just <laughs> pop into existence at the crotch and then just stretch down to the floor. <laughs> he his build was slim. But not starved, it's, and his muscles were toned slightly, so his legs are toned averagely, and the the rest of the muscles are toned slightly. Yeah, it's literally like every single sentence is like a 50-50 hedge, like every single one. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. As if he tried best he could to stay in shape. Yeah, as Seems if he like just, you're as writing if he that tried. to forgive yourself. <laughs> this is how like out of shape and like lame I was at all times growing up is like I I wrote this description and I was like that's a cool guy. Imagine that's being a cool average. guy. Imagine being that cool guy, right? Like, <laughs> His scruffy short brown hair hung free, which is if hung I were to guess free. if I were to guess what the hair of any dude in any story, in all of time, what his hair looked like, I would say scruffy, short, brown hair, hanging free. Yeah, That's yeah, That's just yeah. a guess. It was, it was hanging free, you see. Like, it wasn't, like, in cornrows, you know. Loosely <laughs> draped across his scalp. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's... I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of my genius. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> his bangs? Bangs. No. Bangs. That's, um, that's what we call, like, the Roman senator haircut that... The bangs right into the eyes. Bangs are just whatever hair is up front, right? That am I? Yes, but it's not cute. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's is that, not a cute. What is it's the not word? a cute like. In my opinion, it's not a cute like masculine look to have like bangs like blunt bob bangs. Like this, I'm is, sure somebody can prove me wrong. These but. are bangs. They're in the front of my head. No, right? that's your whoosh. No, that's your whoosh. whoosh back. Oh, yeah. whoosh, Tina. Man, what the fuck is this bullshit? You want to see bangs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got them. <laughs> you got a whoosh, too. I'm looking at your whoosh. <laughs> yeah, my bangs are whooshing, but they can still do this. You feel me? Yeah, so can so can she, mine. She just... Well, no, they're the same length as the rest <laughs> of your hair, Zachary. They're the same length as the rest of your hair. That's not a bang. I'll fight you. Okay, we're not done with this. Just we're halfway <laughs> through this character description. Is this John or Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way? Oh my God, where is the corset? So the eyebrows are prominent, even though he, his bangs are hanging in them, and he's just a regular brunette. Are they some like Brooke? What's it, Brooke Shields shit? Just Wait. like the strongest. I don't know. I have no idea. What? She's like probably the most famous model in the world. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> prominent eyebrows like Brooke Shields. Below, get this, below those were his eyes. No. <laughs> no. 
They were Shut a up. blazing. John's eyes were a blazing shade of azure, which isn't that the girl's name? The story is so full of twists. Azura. Yeah, I just Azura. like <laughs> Tina. Listen, there, there is a there is a naming convention I have used since the dawn of time, and I still occasionally will use it when I have to throw together a D and D character in ten minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it is I roll vowels and sounds around in my mouth until mm-hmm. something sounds weird or fantasy and I I go with it. Mm-hmm. And Azura, I don't think had anything to do with Azure. I think it just Azura, Azura. Cool. Azura. Great. Name. Done. I can move on to the interesting parts of the book. I don't care about naming shit. I just want to go fucking talk about it. <laughs> the, the word Azure here leads me to a point that I want to make. Uh, you really are artfully capitalized stuff in this. <laughs> Just like artfully, the... that's that's a term to use. Okay, here's the terrible. words that he capitalized: a blazing shade of azure. Azure is capitalized. Um, white and aquamarine. A and aquamarine is capitalized. Um, loosely fitted jeans. The J in jeans is capitalized. A A J. I'm I'm following <laughs> him. I'm. This is a code. Uh, oh my god the t and t-shirt but i mean come on if you don't capitalize the t like it doesn't make sense let's think, <laughs> I think about this i think the dictionary the webster's dictionary does call for a capital t he had loosely fitted jeans ripped and torn at the edges his t-shirt was smeared with dirt as were his long arms and distinctly large palms writer looks down at palms says those are kind of large imagine a relatable hero <laughs> i have pretty large palms maybe it's i don't know <laughs> I love this so much, and you better believe we're gonna do this for Azura too, because you only write uh, characters. I can't script wait! <laughs> I am such a dude writing women in this fucking book. <laughs> it's all over the place. Okay. <laughs> she was beautiful, about five six. Well, hold on. Before we go on, can, can I just can I just capitalize on this? The evening evening was falling, and in the midst of the purples, oranges, cadmiums, and crimsons. Can you tell I'm an artist? Can you tell I know the names <laughs> of cadmium? colors? It's like the only thing I know is the names oh, of colors. Oh, cadmium is cadmium is yellow. Cadmium is like a bright orangey red. Cadmium. I'm. It's a very it. warm red. Cadmium. I mean, cadmium red is usually, but cadmium oh itself is usually a red. Not the mineral. Oh, I put crimson is the like cool red. It's like the kind of... Okay, so many colors happening right now. The red that's slanted closer to purple. <laughs> Hard, passionate blows. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, These, very sexy. Uh, I think John was just like having a grand old time with his buds. <laughs> you know? It sounds gay. When you, when, you just, when you just oil up and have a grand old time with your buds, you know? Okay, can I? Can we talk about Azura now? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> she was beautiful, right? Listen, right she away. was beautiful. I got it. Sometimes, I mean, girls, it's just like, damn, that's a beautiful girl all the time. But it was in like class today. Azura yeah. is a very competent fighter whose intended narrative purpose is to like save John's ass and then like babysit him as he like learns the ropes of becoming a hero and like. The narrator's voice treats it like, ooh, look at the love interest. Isn't she pretty? And it's like, oh, man. About five, six, she was slim and fast. We can tell. Okay, we can tell. She's fast. Um, Her slender torso seemed to flow as if there were not a single sharp angle or eyesore on her body. 
It didn't wow. flow. It didn't flow. It seemed to. It seemed to flow. Meaningful distinction. He can't tell until he touches. Yeah. Man. <laughs> okay, that flowing torso. At least I didn't use the word midriff. <laughs> <laughs> she had long mirror-like soft brown hair. What I don't even know that. On earth, <laughs> what on earth is happening John to sees her a reflection of himself <laughs> in her hair, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? It's like shellacked. Like, that is, <laughs> that is not... Like, I think you're thinking... I think you're probably thinking, like, fucking... What what's a like herbal essences commercial like shiny curtain or like the like like anime how they always have that like really hot, bright highlight going across the the top of the hair mm, yeah okay it that I feel like that it's like a very <laughs> your hair has to be so straight and shiny um <laughs> okay it, it was glazed. It's like the, the the liquid metal Terminator like the hair just becomes sheets <laughs> of metal. I was thinking about when Squidward goes into the future and everything's chrome. <laughs> chrome! <laughs> he actually says future. Oh, he says future! Not to sponge-splain no, you. you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> God damn. Holding me accountable. Cheers to that. Colors seem... Well, I'll drink to correcting you, that's for sure. I'm getting my second drink. It is a... The first drink I had was a truly wonder what flavor, and I... I'm. It's just fruit. Like I'm really bad at distinguishing. I'm halfway through this and feeling it, and I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> Good. I did not measure how much vodka I put into this drink. <laughs> you measure with your heart. Booze, butter, and salt. You measure with your heart. Oh my god, I do measure salt with my heart because I have hypertension, so I measure. <laughs> I measure less than usual for my little heart. <laughs> like salt, you measure with your heart. Like dramatic music sting. <laughs> Okay, I'm about to open my truly peach drop. It's just like the summer flavors. I like them. Just to announce what I'm drinking. Excellent. Okay. Her build was slim. Okay, so you she we've heard that she's slim twice. So like uh, got here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I had like and I'm obviously writing this. I literally just like pulled my pants off and like I'm just typing this like with my unit <laughs> like on the keyboard. You're in in your adulthood. You're a bit but of a like, respectful. Listen, you're a bit of a respectfully a chubby chaser. Listen, that's what I'm just <laughs> getting to. Is like I had not yet even remotely come to terms with the fact that uh, I like them thick. And uh, I, I, I feel you. If I if I had written this story today, I think she'd have she'd have been a thick uh, she'd have been a thick goddess. But anyway, her build her build was slim and curved and curved. <laughs> and she's, both and she things. seemed to be quite in shape and strong. There's the classic Zach unnecessary quite hyphenation. Quite in shape <laughs> and strong, as as well as and strong. She wore faded blue jeans and a soft blue tight-fitting t-shirt, only accenting her waist and breasts. Wait, like, oh, wait, is it like only accenting her waist and breasts, or like, or like it? It was literally like only accenting her waist no, and breasts. No, the, like it was the first one. The first one. <laughs> So the thing with t-shirt, and I want to clarify, <laughs> is that Webster says that the T in t-shirt should be capitalized, but not the S. Is the, is the S capitalized? The S is capitalized. His t-shirt, later on, like his t-shirt is fine. Uh, or in his description, later on, there's a uh, t-shirt, yes, capital S. 
The, the capital S was for sexy because, oh, hey, everybody remembers that scene in fucking Transformers where Megan Fox like puts her hands up over the car and she's in that oh, yeah. tight T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the mention of the breasts, it wouldn't be respectfully, it wouldn't be a science fiction novel or Empire White Guy without at least one tit shot. <laughs> I get it. Philip K. Dick is a misogynist. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not the only one. He's not the, the book, only one. The book was voted on. <laughs> I didn't force this on the book club. You this isn't on me. You can't. I'm not going to release this for fucking 10 months. You I, can't date this like this. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. It's a little nugget. Maybe I won't. You, you got to play it back and be like, is this funny? Does it just feel funny in the moment? So I get it. Like I mentioned tits in my stories too, but I just feel like because I'm a woman, I mentioned them in a more matter of fact way. I'm like, she had a great rack. And it's like that respectfully. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's something about the word breasts. is like, I'm an intellectual about these. Boobies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hang on. Let me put on my mollic, my monocle before I uh, admire mm, these bosoms. That is indeed a breast. Oh, yes. <laughs> that line between the two and they are pushed together. <laughs> Is mighty nice. <laughs> the cleavage, if you will. Do you have any other points that you want to highlight in this? Oh, th there's this part here that I didn't read in the or original uh, thing. Mm -hmm. His struggle was interrupted as a cast shadow blotted out the streetlight. Standing before him was a human figure. Asvanthos, Blades of the Immortal. <laughs> Awaken is like is in quotes is like being spoken and as Vanthos is one hundred percent one once again me rolling That's fucking so right. sounds around in my mouth. <laughs> you were really into that A Z sound. This is giving D and D campaign. <laughs> like crit like crit like that one weird sect of Christianity like speaks in tongues or whatever. They like ah blah, like they like go crazy and like start speaking in tongues or whatever. I, wow, I feel like you just said so many things in a way that me that is like so flippant. Like maybe, maybe we don't know. Do you, like those, I, you said crazy. You said like all these words. I, I do that with sci-fi names. I get it. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I, I see where you're going. I just speak in tongues until something They are delivered to out. you from the gods. Right, exactly. The final, my name is Azura Tiestra, and I believe I have some explaining. I have you. some explaining to do. <laughs> what is she coming to explain? She is coming to explain that in here. I'll, I can give you the kind of very quick little cliff notes of what, what is what is awaiting you in these next 17 odd chapters that are on this. I don't remember how many. Mm -hmm. Azura and John and a few other people that uh, they meet along the way are a part of these like rifters that are waking up all oh, yeah, the across rift. the multiverse and they mm. they all kind of are trying to come together to work towards defeating this big bad evil that has no form or purpose or any motivation beyond wanting to destroy everything for no reason this is ahead of your time because the <laughs> multiverse thing is so hot right now no like i listen I get if there's one fucking thing I get to be a hipster about, it's the multiverse. I like the multiverse <laughs> before it was cool, okay? All I this did. rifting. So like they jump around different dimensions. They go to some dimension where like World War II happened differently and like the whole of history Classic. is different and shit. And they're only there for like a chapter and then they go somewhere else. <laughs> 
they go off to a like a like a Serengeti like like style like training thing with all these advanced like training stuff and apparatus and you know it's mm-hmm. your basic like you know school like anime arc where the characters have to get stronger and overcome some obstacle or something uh and then they go off and they I think they defeat the big bad which is like I called it book one, but they defeat the big bad guy. So like, and the, the monsters, the creature that we get described uh, in this first chapter, they are a embodiment of darkness. Let me see. Let, let, let me know if you heard this before. They are an embodiment of pure darkness and negative energy known like only the as the chaos. Oh my God. <laughs> the chaos. Three edgy five me. <laughs> I love this for you. I love this energy. <laughs> Do you have anything else about the text that you wanted to raise to the listener's attention before we move to the next thing? I don't think so. Honestly, in order to learn more, I would need to actually read back this, and I don't think my face could take all that uh, cringe. I <laughs> think I would I, I think it would form a singularity in the middle of my face and it would all just get sucked into the center. <laughs> uh, you're such a nerd. So that was part 11 of my schedule, nitpick and roast. Uh, number 12 on the schedule, wrap it up with horny, sad, or just plain bad. What do you think this piece is, Zach? Horny, sad, or just plain bad? Oh, man. Um, I think it's it's a kind of a it's, a, it's a cocktail of horny and just plain bad. Yeah, it's not very sad. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of sadness. It's just plain bad with a little bit of horn. Is that is that average suburban guy enjoying his summer gets like helped out by a cute girl who whisks him away on an adventure that he of course has to refuse, and then he 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 heeds the call eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, hero's journey. You must. And then he you, you know heed. meets with the goddess. He like does all the trials and. Whatever. And that's your book? I, I'm pretty sure. Like, really? I, I knew nothing about the hero's journey at the time, but if you charted the plot <laughs> of this book, it probably would just straight up be exactly that without even intending to. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to learn the rules before you can break them. Well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on Burn Before Reading. It was a delight, delight to have you, and I look forward to the next time. Yeah, I, I titled the notes of this, the passages that I pulled out, I titled it The Rift, Passages of the Shamed. <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. That's the best written part of this whole thing. <laughs> Remind the listeners where they can find you online. Uh, you can go listen to uh, our podcast, uh, Alex and I's podcast. We're on the fucking... I mean, uh, by the time you listen to this episode, we'll be well done with the original series. But that whole arc is great, and you should go listen to all of it. Uh, we're our my cabbages. We're at my cabbage cast on Instagram, and we are my cabbage cast at gmail.com on email. If you want to get in touch with us there, uh, I'm Zach. Uh, I'm at Cybertoaster on Instagram as well. Uh, go check me out there and stuff. Um, those are my things. Oh yeah. Zach, did you know I'm writing a book about WD-40? It's non-friction. <laughs> That's great. 
This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and buy my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Real. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.